Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 117 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. This is, I believe, episode three or four uh, for our video version that we're bringing to you uh, each and every week. Yes, you're not used to seeing us on Wednesday night right after AEW, but I'm going on vacation, so I'm getting this done with, and we can talk all about uh, everything going on in wrestling. Uh, I'm going to first bring in Stephen from Toronto, always greeting us with a picture of Jim Cornette. Yes. How are you? Right, Stephen. Okay, after I just watched that horse shit. Yes, we all just got finished watching AEW and leading into All Out, which we'll talk about definitely. Did you hear that? Is that your heart? But yeah, we'll definitely talk about AEW uh, later on in the show um, as we lead into All Out. Um, I'm going to bring in Jonesy from Niagara Falls. How are you, sir? Hey, Pac-Man stopped. <laughs> so you could hear it too then, Jonesy. I, I could hear that interference, yeah. It, sounded, it actually kind of sounded like... Uh, Either Pac-Man or um, um, uh, Donkey Kong, a little bit. I didn't hear anything on my end. So, uh, how are you, Jones? I am pretty darn good. Awesome. Um, so we're going to get into it because we got a lot to uh, cover, and we'll try not to drag it out as long as we uh, need to. But we're going to start off with, unfortunately, the passing of Bullet Bob Armstrong. On August 27th, Scott Armstrong, uh, he's to the right of his father, he, known as WWE referee uh, right now. He uh, announced on Twitter that uh, his father passed away. He was 80 years old. Um, I guess he had had some cancer and didn't uh, seek treatment probably because of his age and didn't want to last days uh, basically going through treatment, uh, whether it would work or not. Um, also, people recognize uh, his other son, the road dog, Jesse James. Uh, so he had four sons in total uh, that took part in wrestling. Uh, he was a multi-time NWA champion, and he was inducted in WWE Hall of Fame in 2011. And Oddly enough, he finally stopped wrestling only two years ago at the age of 78. So, um, Bullet Bob is gone and joined his wife, who uh, also just recently passed away. Did you guys uh, see anything of Bullet Bob and his uh, history? Yeah, when he was in Smoky Mountain, um, as you can imagine, I've seen all the Smoky Mountain. And... Even I think he was in, he'd be in his fifties, and he still looked in like, like he could go, and he could go, which was the scary part. So, uh, I mean, rest in peace, Bob. But he, it was, it was. If you can go back and watch when I want to say Scott was on, I think it was Scott under the hood in um, Smoky Mountain as Dixie Dynamite. And he ended up taking the the mask off to for his father's honor. It, it's a pretty good, a cool angle, and yeah, he had to have been in his fifties at that point, and still a big draw. So, 
It's a it's a loss. Jonesy? Uh no, I only heard about the the man. I can't even tell you if I've ever seen him in a match. But now that he has passed away, I will watch his matches and uh, see what what it was all about. Yeah, who knows? Maybe you'll end up doing a whole Armstrong uh, category for the wrestling uh, trivia. So yeah, I, I, I know a lot about the Armstrongs. I've seen like all the sons wrestle, but him, I don't know if I ever actually seen. So we'll just dive quickly into some of the uh, news that's going to also include uh, payback that happened on uh, Sunday, along with uh, NXT last night. Uh, but some of the non-wrestling uh, news includes Bobby Lashley. Well, sorry, with payback, Bobby Lashley ended up getting the uh, U.S. title off of Paula Cruz. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax took the tag team titles off of Sasha and Bailey, uh, going to further their uh, feud upcoming as they're losing all the gold that's going on. Roman Reigns got uh, the universal title um, by showing up right at the end after the ring had collapsed um, once again with a superplex uh, from Bray Wyatt or The Fiend on to uh, Braun. And then Roman came out, signed the contract with Paul Heyman, stormed the ring, did the whole heel thing, trying to take advantage, but he did get the spear and got the title. So now he's uh, obviously definitely aligned with uh, Heyman uh, doing the different heel uh, tactics, and he's going to take back his yard. We'll have to see what happens uh, Friday when he gets to finally address that. Uh, Keith Lee earlier in that night beat Randy Orton pretty uh, soundly. Uh, at the end, Orton had somewhat had a lot of the advantage going into the match, but then Keith uh, did the spirit bomb and uh, got the victory, which is... Surprised a lot of people. I didn't uh, find it a surprise because they got plans for Keith Lee, and he's new up on the main roster. Um, however, Orton did sort of get his uh, momentum back, if you want to say momentum, because he's now the number one contender for Drew McIntyre at United Champions on the September 27th. Plus, Rey Mysterio and Dominic uh, Mysterio ended up getting the victory in their tag team match. But Ray ended up tearing his triceps, and so instead of having his match against Seth Rollins on uh, Monday, Dominic took his place, even uh, getting himself a chance to be in that triple threat to be a number one contender. He ended up losing, obviously, to um, Seth, and that's where we end up getting uh, with WDE. Thoughts on that, guys? Um, payback was something. Um, I mean, Keith Lee beating Randy Orton didn't surprise me, but I'm happy it happened. Um, I was surprised about Shayna and Nia winning the women's tag titles. I really didn't see that one coming. Um, it's all really about it. I'm interested to see what Night of Champions lead, but... Well, I will say that the SummerSlam and uh, uh, Payback have been actually decent shows. They've kept it under time, so uh, the whole uh, idea of more is more is out the window, and they're actually just giving a decent show. Uh, and I'd say Payback was put together really nicely in only a week's time. Um, That's the problem. It's only a week. They didn't yeah. really... 
let you're it. You're going to have your hiccups there, here and there, and not every uh, match is going to be great, but I think they put together a decent uh, show in that regards. Um, carrying on with the, some of the wrestling news, Gabe Sapolsky, who used to work for WD, um, he's apparently retiring from being an indie promoter and leaving WWN. Brock Lesnar has made news because his uh, contract has expired with WD, which is not overly surprising because you know, he's only there for the uh, big times anyways. And as a result of that, his um, merchandise has been taken down from WD shop. A lot of people are making a big fuss about it, but in all honesty, the guy's merchandise was based on whatever city he went to. So if he's not going on the road or anything, what merch does he have to sell? Uh, Mauro Ronaldo has also announced that he's done with NXT. Um, he's been stuck in Canada ever since COVID happened and been doing his uh, commentating somehow remotely. Um, but he's got other projects on the go, and he wants to, uh, you know, keep a balance for his mental health and also uh, the health of his mother. So he's uh, definitely going to be missed on NXT. It explains why Stu Bennett or Wade Barrett has been brought in. And, uh, you know, he's leaving on good terms. So there's always a chance that he could come back if uh, things improve. And, you know, you can only imagine with COVID-19 being stuck at home, it's probably worked on his uh, mental uh, capacity that he's uh, always struggled with. Um, Eric Young, who recently got released by WD and has joined uh, Impact Wrestling, he won the Impact Wrestling Championship from Eddie Edwards uh, the other night on Impact, so last night. And Renee Young is going to be uh, still doing stuff with Fox, I guess. Uh, it's still up in the air what the relationship between WD and Fox is going to be like. Uh, they were still talking about maybe the occasional backstage uh, episode happening here or there. But she kind of saw the writing on the walls uh, when backstage got canceled. And even though they're bringing back Smack Talk, it felt like a step backwards. So she wanted to see what else is out there. And that's why she made that decision to step away from WWE. Um, she hasn't had any talks with NXT, I mean, with AEW or anything like that. But so that's a lot of the news. Thoughts on any of that, with the exception of one thing that broke just a couple of minutes ago? I mean, Brock Lesnar being a free agent isn't really – is he really a free agent, though? Because you know he's only going back – if he's going back to pro wrestling, he's going to be in WWE. So I swear this happens every so often. He'll probably get a raise. He'll sign again, and he'll be back probably in time for Royal Rumble. If COVID, I think it's going to be based on when what's going on with COVID too. Yeah, because even AEW, like they got fans and they could bring them in, but then once again, that that's just like, oh, or let's bring in more XWD guys, and he's kind of resented by the fans. He gets that big pop when he comes out, but then people go, oh yeah, he's going to get handed the title and come back every six weeks, two months, whatever. Uh, and we'll see him like a groundhog uh, type deal and make an appearance and then disappear again. So I don't think it's worthwhile for AEW to even go after him, especially at the cost that he would be to Tony Khan to bring in. Yeah, I, I 
don't see it being the I don't see him going anywhere in professional wrestling other than WWE maybe New Japan if the money was real high but I like I said I don't see it being more than a WWE spot for him yeah uh, so last thing involving WWE before we uh, move on NXT happened last night. Um, it was Super Tuesday because of NHL hockey happening on USA Network. And I think I even heard that they got moved over to sci-fi. Uh, we don't get that here in uh, Canada, so I'm not sure how it fully got juggled. But they got moved either way to from Wednesday to Tuesday, and it's going to happen again next week due to NHL playoffs. But they made a su- uh, special Super Tuesday event um, in Reflection also of Karrion Cross uh, getting injured and having to give up the title. So they had uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Breezango taking on and beating uh, Legrado uh, Del Fantasma in a sort of street fight. Um, Imperium uh, showed up and attacked afterwards. Candice Ray beat uh, Casey uh, Captain Zero. Uh, and then Bronson Reed also beat uh, Timothy Thatcher. But then that all led up to the one-hour uh, final uh, match of the night, which was an Ironman match, Fatal 4-Way, four former champions of NXT, uh, Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa, all facing off in an Ironman match for an hour, and the winner was going to be the new NXT champion. Each of them got a fall, a, a piece, but then uh, Balor and Cole each got an extra one. Uh, by the time ran out, it was uh, Finn with two, Cole with two, and Gargano and Ciampa each had one. Um, William Regal came out and said, instead of going, I guess, to overtime because of uh, time constraints, obviously, on the show, uh, that they were going to settle it next week in a sort of sudden death uh, between Balor and Cole, and the winner of that match will next week on another Super Tuesday will be the uh, champion of NXT. So thoughts on uh, how that plays out? I'm not sure if you saw it, uh, Chris, but just even hearing how that uh, is going, what do you think of that setup? Uh, you know what? I don't follow NXT. I wish Finn Balor was up in the WWE, I'd rather see him there, so I could actually watch him, but that's about all I got on that. Steven? I'm disappointed in the finale of the world title match. We were talking before we went on. I would have much rather seen either a clean winner or do two singles matches and the winner of each would face off the following week. I, I You basically said there would be a winner and then you ended up with a tie, which I'm just not a big fan of. I would have much rather seen it be okay. So two singles matches and the winners of those will face each other next week. So I'm disappointed in that. So I'm hoping that um, I know those two will put on an amazing match. So I'm looking forward to it. I, I've still got to walk, go back and watch NXT. I, watched as much of the, the one hour Iron Man as I could, but 
an hour is a lot. So I think in the end, we're going to end up seeing Ballard taking the title um, and holding on to it until at least Cross comes back because they had been setting up some stuff with Ballard and Cross. And depending on how things go, um, it, they could stretch it out a bit and see the, uh, the demon return to go against uh, Cross eventually. See, and I think when Karrion Cross comes back, he's on the main roster. Right. I don't think he's back in NXT. Because at this point, what else What else does he have there? Not true, but, you know, at least Balor and you know, Adam Cole, they really didn't fight with each other. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I think it will be... Um, Interesting once they start moving on to, like, after, I assume that there's going to be a draft anytime now. Uh, I think it's happening next month. They were supposed to be in September, but I think they moved it to October. So we'll see what happens. And I think NXT is supposed to be involved with the draft this time. So yeah. we could end up seeing some formerly known as main roster guys move to NXT, kind of boosting it up to a main roster as well. And who knows what they do as far as uh, containing the or continuing the developmental side of things. I mean, you'll always have a developmental, I think, but I think it's good to have, if they're going to go against, quote unquote, the best on the other program, you're going to need some names. But I mean, I had don't have a problem with the developmental being put off a little bit just based on the fact of. And they don't necessarily have to be on TV either as they develop. Um, so Chris, one thing before we move on to fantasy warfare tournament and uh, the finals, which hopefully people are here also to tune into, you mentioned something about Dwayne the Rock Johnson before we went on the air. Yeah, I'd, um, actually, my wife texted me and told me that CNN has uh, um, posted that The Rock and his family all have COVID. Yeah, so I was looking that up, and it's also on uh, Entertainment Tonight's uh, website, and it says that uh, the whole family has tested positive for uh, coronavirus. Um, he has two younger daughters, Jasmine and uh, Tiana, uh, four and two respectively, have tested positive along with his wife, Lauren. Uh, so, great. I uh, can only imagine what that's going to entail. Hopefully, uh, because Rock is, uh, or Dwayne, is good at doing social media, he'll let people in on the whole how he's doing or how it's going. And, you know, he'll end up championing like... Uh, uh, Tom Hanks to make sure people stay safe. He already has. It's, he's already started. He yeah. already posted a video about getting tested, wearing your masks, etc. Hopefully his uh, kids make it out without any uh, issues. 
Yeah, especially at the age of four and two. Um, so I'm going to take just a slight break for a uh, promo on these lovely t-shirts. And uh, we'll get into Fantasy Warfare Tournament, the finals of our greatest tag team. Hey, wrestling fans. It's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. September is Kerry Mel Formation Awareness Month. And we've teamed up with Steven's Wrestling Journey to present this great t-shirt. Proceeds from it are going to help Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto as they do research for Cherry Mount Formation. You can get the shirt for $30 or a poster for $15. However, I'm going to do something better. For the month of September, you get your t-shirt during this month. I'll reduce it by $5 so you get the shirt for $25 or the poster for $10. Contact me through the Scumbags Wrestling Facebook page or... Email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get an amazing t-shirt and help a great cause at the same time. So that brings us to Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Um, hopefully people have been joining us every Wednesday on uh, at 6 p.m. on YouTube and uh, the last four weeks we have been breaking down the greatest tag teams in history uh, we've been spanning all over the uh, globe all over the decades and brought it down to the final four which are happening tonight so we'll uh, bring up the bracket to show how we got here in just a second sharing that and as you see here we started on um, week number one red dragon defeat uh lost to steiner brothers eminem defeated or lost to uh midnight express steiner's lost to midnight express putting midnight express into the finals and that was week number one then we look over at week number two and we saw the small and squat team Moves to the Hardy Boys, and the Dudley Boys beat the Briscoe Brothers of Ring of Honor. Uh, and then that brought us down to Hardys versus Dudleys, a competition that happens, happened a lot in the uh, early 2000s in WWE, and the Dudley Boys ended up winning. So tonight, the, the Dudley Boys are taking on the Midnight Express in our first matchup. And then week three saw the Brain Busters lose to Rock and Roll Express. The Outsiders lost to the Road Warriors. And Rock and Roll Express beat the Road Warriors to move on to the semifinals for tonight. And finally, earlier tonight, hopefully you were joining us, the Midnight Rockers lost to Harlem Heat. War Machine beat the Young Bucks. And Harlem Heat moved on to the semifinals by defeating War Machine. Guys, what do you see happening tonight? Uh, I'm actually excited. I mean, I think we have a really good mix of tag teams uh, that are on all different um, genre or like decades. So I'm excited. We'll see where some of these, the the two matchups go and the finals. So it'd be really interesting, I think. Jonesy, your thoughts before we dive in? Uh, For me, the the 
first two matches, I it's not hard for me to make my decision. After that, it's a it's a little harder. Okay, so Stephen, would you like to get us started with our first semifinal matchup? Uh, run it down briefly for those who are just joining us for the first time. But it's Midnight Express taking on the Dudley Boys. And the Midnight Express we're using is Eaton and Lane. Uh, as we did pick, if there was multiple uh, incarnations of the team, we did pick um, a certain segment of it. So it's, it's uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. Um, now the Dudley Boys been together, started, debuted uh, April 13th of 1996, um, off and on tag rate till 2018. You were with us when we talked about them. It, it went on forever, so we got to be quick because some of us have to work in the morning. Um, off and on, they wrestled ECW, uh, WWE, TNA. Uh, so the eight-time ECW champions, Two-time IWGP champions, um, tag team of the year, tag team of the decades, um, TNA uh, tag team champions twice, NWA tag NWA TNA tag team champions, um, WWF eight times, WCW which is in WWE uh, one time, WWE tag team champions. Then when you got the Midnight Express, um, they started. Uh, Eaton and Lane in 87 to 88. Um, in Jim Crockett, they feuded with the Midnight. Um, all over the place. Uh, their titles, uh, three-time NWA United States Tag Team Champion, NWA World uh, Tag Team Champion once, which was in uh, Jim Crockett promotion slash WCW. PWI Tag Team of the Year in 1987. Uh, PWI ranked them number 32 in the best Top 100, multiple feud of the years, tag of the year. I'm going uh, midnight. Uh, I'm no, I'm not going to get. They're not going to get any other votes. But this is purely a mark vote, and can't change my mind. Jonesy, your thoughts? But this is supposed to be what team is the best. Now, mind you, if you take the Midnight Express, their whole career and all the different versions that they had, they are the greatest tag team. They are. But when you split them up, I mean, I ran I ran the numbers, and the Dudley boys have done a lot more as far as winning, winning major championships. They, they've been together for 15-plus years, give or take, because of when they've split and whatnot, but for about 15 years, they've been tag team partners where the Midnight Express as that version, Eaton and Lane, four years, about four years. So for years wise, they don't get it. Major titles, they don't get major titles. They, uh, the Dudley boys have 22, if you include ECW, we can take those out and they still got 14 versus um, uh, uh, bleh, Midnight Express's four. I mean, I, I can go keep going down on it. Tag of the decade for for uh, Dudley Boys. Uh, for me, it, it's the Dudley Boys by like a landslide. 
So they get my vote? And so I get to do the tiebreaker, and I do definitely have to agree with uh, Jonesy um, on this one. The Dudley Boys' longevity and uh, title reigns definitely outweigh the uh, Midnight Express. However, if you do talk about tag teams of the 80s um, and who's the best and stuff like that, you're always going to come up with two of the four tag teams that we have competing tonight, whether it's the Midnight Express or the Rock and Roll Express. They had great uh, chemistry together, huge feuds throughout uh, North America, especially in the South uh, with uh, Jim Crockett promotions. But uh, longevity, title-wise and everything, the Dudley Boys are moving on to the finals, which then brings us to our second matchup of the show, and that is the Rock and Roll Express taking on Harlem Heat. Jonesy, you get to break this one down for us. And, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with Harlem Heat first on this one. Uh, they've, they've been together about seven years when you take how many years they were actually a tag team, approximately seven years. What they achieved in that seven years is, is pretty good. Uh, they got um, 10 WCW tag belts, uh, PWI 95 and 96 as best tag team, and the Hall of Fame with the WWE in 2009. They've, they've had some other stuff, but that's their, their, their main stuff they've done. Great entrance, great tag team, uh, chemistry, all that stuff, and, and real brothers. I really like Harlem Heat. But Rock and Roll Express, I mean, talking about Dudley Boys, the Rock and Roll Express have been together like twice as long. And that does hold a lot of weight. Uh, and I mean, God, you go down the list of the things they've done. AWA once, uh, Jim Crockett four times, Korea, PWA once, Mid-South three times, NWA twice. Hall of Fame in both NWA, WWE, and, I mean, there's more. So, and in PWI in 86, they were ranked number four. Uh, again, I think versus Harlem Heat, I think it'd be a great match to watch. Even now, those four could probably put on the show. Um, but, you know, Rock and Roll Express is just a freight train, and the Dudley Boys... They're gonna they're gonna connect, I think. So uh, Rock and Roll Express for me. Yeah. Um, so I get to uh, go next, and I love Harlem Heat as well, but it has to be Rock and Roll Express. Uh, just the longevity of them. They traveled more around than um, Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat had uh, some independence. Uh, they went were at Global. And then they were in WCW, they broke up. And of course we saw that abomination of uh, Big T or uh, Ahmed Johnson uh, joined Stevie Ray. And we saw what happened with uh, Booker T's career, but they never made it to WWE. Um, they're WWE Hall of Famers because of everything that they've done in their career. But you're looking at the Rock and Roll Express where They've been together probably longer than some of us have been born that are watching this show. 
and they're still making appearances. They're still picking up titles. Um, if you saw that picture, for those who are watching live with us, um, they're still picking up gold, and look how old they are. Um, they were just recently on AEW as part of the tag team honoring uh, appreciation night and took a spike pile driver uh, Ricky Morton did from FTR. So I have to advance uh, them. Is it a clean sweep, Steven? This is a clean sweep, which breaks my heart because I'm a huge Harlem Heat fan, but too many championships all over the world. It's the Rock and Roll Express. It's the Rock and Roll. Yeah. And so that brings us on to our final matchup of the tournament. And that has the Rock and Roll Express taking on the Dudley Boys. And so I get to break this one down after hearing everything that we've just discussed. It's basically a lot of gold on the line, a lot of traveling between everywhere and doing everything. And thinking about it carefully, uh, as you guys were both describing two teams uh, just a couple minutes ago, I am going to go with the Dudley boys for the simple fact that they went everywhere and were on a more national scale. Um, they weren't, they were together maybe half as long as the Rock and Roll Express, but they went everywhere. They won tag team titles everywhere they stepped their foot into. A lot of uh, the tag team titles that the Rock and Roll Express have also are more regional and not seen as much. So that's where I'm leaning towards is the Dudley Boys picking up the victory over Rock and Roll Express. They might only be their only uh, vote on this one. I don't know, but it's down to you two to decide who's uh, picking up the victory as the greatest tag team. Sorry, who did you vote for? The Dudley Boys. Well, we're going to disagree on this one. You've got the Rock and Roll Express, which has got to be the greatest tag team of around. Championships all over. Don't get me wrong, Dudley Boys would be pretty much my pick against a lot of other teams, but I'm going Rock and Roll. But just too much there. Jonesy, you get to break it for the win. I could drag it out. Uh, my pick my pick is the Dudley boys. I mean, a lot of what Sean said, and they just... And I mean, the only reason why I'd, I'd want to vote for rock and roll is because the longevity and the fact that they're still wrestling now. And... I mean, my God, but I mean, the Dudley boys, they, they could wrestle, they could scrap. I mean, all their hardcore stuff they did, the fact that they were the best at getting people riled up. They, they, especially ECW, my God. And I mean, they just, again, they, they've got more championships. They've just been able to do more in half the time that Rock and Roll Express did. So 
So a belly boy. There you go. So there you go, everybody. Um, we broke it down. It's four weeks uh, finishing up tonight. Uh, earlier this evening, it happened, and it concluded just now. The Dudley Boys are your great tag team, at least according to our uh, voting structure that we do every week on Fantasy Tournament uh, Warfare Tournament. Um, Stephen, you want to tell everybody about our next set of four weeks that we're going to be doing? Yeah, we were talking, we have our own chat, and we were talking about what could be a next um, theme for if we were going to do a four-week, like some individuals. And I think Jonesy came up with this one. Um, this is actually kind of interesting. We're just going to see if anyone can figure out what the, what the, what the concept is. So we're doing the best theme music. Uh, we've picked WWE, WWF, WCW, and then I think we officially named it the wild card. Yeah. So you've got TNA in there. You've got some people from WCW. You've got some WWE. We define WWE and WWF two kind of different ones because WWF is obviously before the name change and I think it went right up to the new generation uh, basically up until uh, WCW closed yeah so early, early 2000s so that's kind of the divider we do have um, some TNA in the wild card um, uh, people might notice also uh, sorry to interrupt um, when we do the WWE side of things a lot of that music went between WWF and WWE, but because it was still used in that era as well, uh, that's how it did qualify to be considered for the WWE side of things. Because you're going to see things like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kurt Angle and stuff like that. They were around with post-WCW, and so their, sound, uh, their music is going into that category which opened up a lot of uh, space also for some uh, rock and wrestling connection or yeah, rock and wrestling connection and a new generation and attitude era to be in the WWF side of things. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting mix. I mean, there's a lot. So for those uh, that are watching right now, um, here's what you can expect next Wednesday when we break down the WCW side of things.
So as you just saw right there, uh, for those watching, you have things like the Four Horsemen, the NWO, NWO Wolfpack, uh, Disco Inferno, Sting is the Crow, Sting is Surfer, Sting, Ernest the Cat Miller, the Natural Dustin Rose, and many more. So we're if you just saw what we did as the finals here, imagine as 16, uh, in this case, theme songs going against each other, and we break it down until we get to one. Um, so hopefully you join us each and every Wednesday on uh, YouTube. And uh, if you have any suggestions for future shows for us, be sure to uh, contact us at uh, on our Facebook page or email us. Oh. I, I, I have a new I have a new one to suggest. Go for it. Best wrestling boots. Okay. The fine art of wrestling boots. Who had the best? I mean, my God, you think of Texas Tornado, Ultimate Warrior. Texas you know, Tornado's boots held his actual fake feet in it. Okay, are we done? So, yeah, we are going to uh, move along from Fantasy Warfare Tournament, and we're going to quickly break down everything that happened uh, just a couple minutes ago on AEW Dynamite, leading to um, All Out happening this Saturday. So it was their uh, final uh, show to uh, All Out. Best Friends to, uh, lost to Santana Ortiz. That match could have happened on All Out for what they were, they were doing uh, leading up to it. Uh, the Bucks ended up being uh, Jurassic Express. They're going to go against each other at All Out. Um, then there was FTR getting a pep talk from Tully. Uh, Kenny Omega came out. He got interrupted by FTR. Page came out as well. So that's setting up their tag team match that's happening on Saturday. Uh Jericho talked about Orange Cassidy, and then uh, they had requested Orange be at ringside for his match against Joey Janela, which he uh, Jericho ended up beating Janela, and it turned into a brawl with Cassidy and uh, Jericho. Then we also had uh, Thunder Rosa uh, going against Serena Deeb, an actual women's match that was a match. It was two women who could actually wrestle which is amazing for AEW since they only have really Hikaru Shida that can wrestle. Um, but then uh, the final saw a really bad segment with a lawyer, whatever, dressed up really bad going against John Moxley and Wardlow ended up getting involved afterwards. And of course, Moxley picked up the victory over the lawyer and there was a brawl to end the show leading to him going for the championship. So, Quickly, Stephen, your thoughts on what happened, and then we'll start the uh, predictions for uh, the show. Can they just stay out of their own fucking way? No. No, because they had me hooked. There was some horseshit stuff that I would have rather not seen, but I was like, yeah, I could live with it. And then the last segment happens. I'm like, well, Awesome. Way to ruin me maybe buying your pay-per-view on Saturday. Clearly not now. I'll find a free link on the internet. Yeah. Okay, so we will move into quickly talking about All Out, which is happening this Saturday on 
um, regular pay-per-view or fight network or fight TV, should I say, uh, I'm on the app and you can check out local listings for all that. Um, as I mentioned, due to uh, winning their match, the Young Bucks are taking on Jurassic Express. What do you see happening there? Your pick? I assume Young Bucks are going to win because it's going to set up a feud later between FTR and um, the Young Bucks for the titles. So I'm assuming that's what the setup is. I'm, I'm really don't understand what the point of this is. Yeah, that would be my guess too. They uh, didn't show much sportsmanship uh, with Jurassic Express after they uh, won their matches together. They're trying to show a little more edgier uh, side to them, especially after Hangman Page cost them their chance at the titles. And of course they want to go after FTR. Um, it was also announced during uh, tonight's episode of AEW that uh, Big Swall is going to take on Dr. Britt Baker in the buy-in. Um, a tooth and nail match. I really don't understand. Yeah. I, I didn't get what that was going to entail. Uh, what it means is AEW's only guess as far as I'm concerned. I well, it is a dentist uh, there, and if they're all there, then ripping off WWE with their eye for an eye match uh, in that regards. And but it's on the f uh, free pre-show. That's how great that is. Um, there's, a, there's also going to be Matt Hardy taking on. Uh, Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match, which apparently I'm going to guess is a no holds barred sort of brawl. But at the same time, if Matt Hardy loses, he leaves AEW. Yeah, it's a last man standing match. So clearly, with the stipulation that if Matt Hardy loses, he, he's got to leave AEW. Matt Hardy's winning. Yeah, they they back themselves into these stupid gimmick matches and. It, determines who's pre going to win. So uh, the only thing that you, is kind of up in the air, but then when you look at uh, this picture that I'm putting up right now, the casino battle Royale is returning this time. It's going to be the guys. Um, it's sort of a Royal rumble, but it's five guys uh, at a time come in, depending on what uh, suit is drawn. And then number 21 is the Joker. So whoever gets that. Um, this picture uh, that we're seeing on the screen just basically has Darby Allen and uh, Lance Archer. However, also involved in the match include Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, who have been going after Lance Archer and Jake Roberts lately, uh, Pentagon Jr., Phoenix, uh, Butcher, Blade, and Eddie Kingston, the five of them are uh, going to be in there. Sean Spears, Billy Gunn looks to be in it. Best Friends, Jake Hager, Santina Ortiz, and probably a couple of jobbers that usually appear on uh, uh, Dark on Tuesday nights. They're going to fill out the rest of the 21. Uh, who do you see coming out? as the winner of this Casino Battle Royal and getting a shot at whoever's champion. I'm going to guess it's going to be Darby Allen 
because that would be Darby Allen versus MJF. But I watched that cluster of a fight, and you've got like the Butcher, the Blade, the Candlestick Maker, Pentagon, um, Phoenix, Ricky Star. Like, uh, I'm assuming that it's going to be Darby Allen, but. Yeah, I was leaning towards Allen as well because when you look at that uh, list, uh, even if uh, Moxley comes out on top, he's already gone against Archer, he's already gone against Cage. Who else is left unless they do Pentagon? But you know, that's the only one I could see coming out of it. He already beat Hager. Like the list of those who are in this match are really too. true, but they kind of built him as a underdog who can then get the win and stuff like that. Like they still have some room to work with Darby, I think, regardless. Uh, so that would be my pick on that one. Uh, then for the love of God, why is this happening? The Dark Order, which is Uno and Grayson, and it looks like it's going to be Cabana and uh, Brody Lee, the current TNT champion, are taking on the night, uh, Natural Nightmares, Matt Cardona and Scorpio Sky, all in honor of Cody, who got decimated by the Dark Order. Do we really have to talk about this or shit? Well, we get it over and done with. I'm going to go with Dark Order because after them killing Cody Rhodes, I'm assuming that they're going to try to push the Dark Order. So I'm going the Dark Order, but I don't understand this match. I understand why they want to think this is a good idea, but it's the wrong. They rushed it. Yeah, with what they did to Cody and the Dark Order and Brody uh, beating him soundly, in under three minutes for the TNT title. Um, the beatdown afterwards, it was almost too little too late for the Dark Order uh, to look credible, but they did make themselves look credible. I'll, I'll hand it to them in that uh, regards. Uh, just, as I said, too little too late. And I wondered, with everybody who's involved uh, type deal, and I guess Cody's away doing some filming with um, Stephen Amell or something like that, and that's one of the reasons why he got written out of uh, the scene. But could this eventually lead to the Nightmare family taking on Dark Order in Blood and Guts? Because they didn't do Blood and Guts. Don't encourage that shit. I know, but I can just see it happening because that was his. Uh, that was Dusty's match, the war game. So he has to do his daddy's match. I assume you're going to probably see a double turn. I assume Coban is going to go back face. And Cardona is going to join them as a heel. That would be interesting. But yeah, I don't really get it because he's only signed to a five appearance deal, and he's they've already used two. So, or was tonight number three? Was he on tonight? Yeah, part of the brawl. Oh, maybe I don't know. I tuned. I thought he showed up. Yeah, we'll Either way, he's going to be a part of it on Saturday with the Nightmare family. Yeah. Uh, then we have the tag team titles on the line as the current champions, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, defend against FTR, who will have uh, Tully Blanchard in the corner. They won the uh, gauntlet last week, 
and they get their title shot on Saturday. New, that, table, new champs, still champs. Oh, new champs. It's FTR, and I think you find Paige and Omega break up. And I think Paige joins FTR and Tully. Yeah, it could be that way. Or um, I still see the breakup, but what if it's Omega? He's been uh, showing uh, some heel tendencies. People want him to be the cleaner. I know you're covering your face on that one, but the way they've almost telegraphed things with uh, Paige going to join them, they could also go the total opposite and uh, do a swerve. Uh, I see it coming in that regard, but definitely new champs. Oh, yeah, new champs for sure. And once again, WD, former guys holding titles before anybody else. I'm okay with that because of who it is. Yeah, they're the best team ever uh, right now. Um, here's some craziness, but Jericho versus Orange Cassidy and Mimosa Mayhem match. 50 cases of uh, champagne with 80 gallons of orange juice. You win by pinfall, submission, or toss your opponent into the drink. What do you see happening? They've both got a victory. Yeah, I'm, not talking, I'm not talking about this horseshit. Okay. Well, I'm going to put it out there that obviously Jericho's going to pick up the victory because well, it's Jericho over uh, Orange Cassidy. But Cassidy will get the last laugh. Jericho will look like a fool after getting the victory. They'll still brawl, and he'll get tossed into the uh, mimosa and flail around like he's drowning. Uh, so it'll be an embarrassment that way. And the main event has John Moxley defending against the undefeated MJF for the AEW World Championship. Um MJF will most likely have Wardlow in his corner. What do you see happening? New champs. Oh, oh, this is should be new world champion MJF. I really hope AEW doesn't screw this up because this is their opportunity to really turn things around. You have the perfect heel that you've got set up here. So they, they don't pull the trigger trigger. They're, they're dumb and they just killed the opportunity. So it's gotta be MJF. Yeah. I'd like to see MJF uh, get the title. I, I like John Moxley, uh, but at the same time, it's, they need something new. Um, they need a heel like uh, MJF to have it hidden. He can claim to be the youngest uh, AEW champion. I did forget one match, which somehow I uh, don't have that graphic for, but the women's title is on the line with Hikaru Shida defending her AEW championship against the NWA women's champion, uh, Thunder Rosa, who we just saw earlier beat Serena Deep. Oh, it's uh, uh, Shida's going to win, but it's we're actually going to see that Shida can actually work instead of working with all the green shit that we've seen her work with. So that should be a good match. But I mean, the thing is they brought in Thunder Rosa. They brought in, uh, what's her name from, that was a coach in WWE Performance Center. Serena Deep. Yeah, they're only going to be here for at least Thunder Rosa. 
she ain't going to be around long. She's with the NWA. So I assume this was a short-term sign, and then they're moving. She'll be going back to the NWA. I, I, I don't know. That That's where I'm guessing that's going. I, it could be completely different, but for all I know, NWA and them are going to have a working relationship. Yeah, it looks like at the moment, uh, NWA is just grasping at whatever straws they can do because there was another announcement earlier a couple of weeks ago that they teamed up with somebody else to get uh, TV uh, going on for them, but they still haven't been able to kickstart and get back in the motion of things. I like uh, this matchup. It could be the sleeper uh, surprise uh, match of the night just because these two women can work. I like them both, but I do see uh, Sheeta retaining her title. Uh, there could be a rematch uh, down the line in November, potentially, if uh, they keep Thunder Rosa around with the NWA. But that is everything for All Out that's happening this Saturday. Check your listings uh, with your cable, satellite, whoever, or your apps if you get your stuff through Fight. Um, it's happening on Saturday. It's their normal uh, Labor Day weekend tradition that they've uh, done for the last couple of years. And we're going to move on to Jonesy with our uh, This Week in History. Even just checking out, have a good night and good week. I will see you on Fantasy Warfare Tournament next Friday, Wednesday. Josie. All right. In history. So this week in pro history, uh, we're going to start at August 28th and work our way up to today. Uh, 34 years ago today in Los Angeles, Wahoo McDaniel defeated Tully Blanchard to win the NWA National Heavyweight Championship. Uh, 34 years ago today, uh, WWF presented the big event from the CNE um, Stadium in Toronto. Great exhibition stadium. You ever been there? Crappy stadium, but awesome at the same time. Uh, there was about 74,000 people there, uh, but about 64,000 paid. Uh, the event was a part of the 18-day uh, annual CNE. Uh, we had some matches like the Killer Bees defeated the Funk Brothers. Uh, Dick Slater uh, defeated uh, Iron Mark Sharp. No, 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 no. Uh, Ricky Steamboat defeated Jake the Snake in a pit match. And Hogan defeated Paul Orndorff by a DQ uh, 31 years ago. The Brain Busters uh, defeated the Heart Foundation. Um, oh, this is a SummerSlam 89. Uh, Dusty Rhodes defeated the Honky Tonk Man. The Warrior defeated Rick Rude uh, to win the IC belt. And Hogan and Brutus Beefcake defeated Randy Savage and Zeus. Uh, 26 years ago, Shawn Michaels and Diesel defeated the Head Shrinkers to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 20 years ago on Nitro, Kevin Nash defeated Booker T to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And 17 years ago on August 28th in Osaka, Japan, um, Takiyama defeated Mashashiri Chono by knockout to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. The match took place in a steel cage, amazingly the first in 30-year 
history of New Japan Pro Wrestling. August 29th, uh, 38 years ago, uh, Oto Wance defeated Nick Bockwinkle to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. 32 years ago, uh, the SummerSlam from Madison Square Garden. Uh, SummerSlam would air on the last Monday in August for each of the first seven years uh, that they were, uh, oh, I don't know. Do, 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 do. Anyways, we'll ignore that. That was the one with the Mega Powers, uh, Hogan and Savage uh, defeating the Mega Bucks, uh, Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant. And uh, Jesse DeBody, of course, was the special guest referee. And we got to see some as Elizabeth Butt. Uh, 28 years ago, uh, WWF held SummerSlam 92 from Wembley Stadium. Uh, the event uh, didn't actually air in the United States until two days later. Uh, and uh, the Legion of Doom with Rocco. Yuck, that was a horrible character, defeated Money, Inc. Shawn Michaels uh, fought Rick Mortel in double countout and unique at that time for two bad guys to uh, uh, go at it at a pay-per-view. Um, the Undertaker defeated Kamala by DQ, and the Bulldog defeated Bret Hart to win the IC Championship. Uh, 26 years ago, uh, SummerSlam 94 happened. Uh, we had Alunder Blaze defeat uh, Bull Nakano in an excellent match. Uh, Razor Ramon defeated Diesel to win the WWF IC belt. Bret Hart defeated Owen Hart in the Steel Cage match. That was a fantastic match. That was actually a fairly good uh, Royal Rumble. It really was. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, SummerSlam. And The Undertaker defeated The Undertaker. That was the only match that kind of was like, eh. Um, oh, just uh, sorry. There we go. My screen changed on me. Uh, August 30th, uh, 51 years ago, in Chicago, Mad Dog and Butcher Vachon defeated the Crusher and Dick uh, Bruiser to win the AWA World Tag Team Championship. Uh, 27 years ago, the Lex Express rolled into SummerSlam 93 from the Palace in Auburn Hills, Michigan, which recently was uh, finally completely demolished. Uh, in a dark match, Owen Hart defeated Barry Horowitz. Uh, that was just one year later, Owen would actually be in the main event in 94. So what a turnaround in one year. Uh, we had Razor Ramon defeat Ted DiBiase, uh, which was DiBiase's final WWF match. Uh, the Steiner brothers defeated the Heavenly Bodies to retain uh, the WWF peg belts. We had Bret Hart defeat Doink the Clown by DQ. Uh, we had uh, oh, Ludwig Borga defeated Marty Jannetty. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Giant Gonzalez. And Lex Luger defeated Yokozuna. And retained the belt. And the Lex Express went to the junkyard. Uh, 27 years ago, uh, WCW Saturday Night in Taping in Atlanta, Georgia. Dustin Rhodes defeated Ravishing Rick Rue to win the NWA uh, WCW United States Championship. Uh, 22 years ago today, uh, SummerSlam was presented. That was 1998. Uh, D'Lo Brown defeated Bell Venus. Uh, X-Pac defeated Jeff Jarrett in a hair versus hair match. Uh, Shamrock uh, defeated Owen Hart in a submission match in the Lion's Den. Uh, a match with an ankle lock, which happened at the adjacent theater to Madison Square Gardens. 
Triple H defeated The Rock in a ladder match to win the IC belt, and Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated The Undertaker to return the WWF Championship belt. And 11 years ago on that day, Walter Killer Kowalski died after he was taken off life support following a heart attack he suffered earlier in the month. He was 81. He, of course, had many future stars roll through his wrestling school, Triple H, China, Perry Saturn, Kronos, Big John Studd, April Hunter, Christopher Nowitzki, Brittany Brown, Eddie Edwards, Frankie Kazarian, Damian Sandow, and Fandango. Um, Kelly Kowalski was a vegetarian who didn't drink or smoke, nor uh, would he drive with wrestlers who smoked and a lifelong bachelor. Though Kowalski did marry at the spry age of 79 in 2006. Uh, August 31st, 51 years ago, in Minnesota, Vern Gagne defeated Mr. X to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship belt. Gagne's ninth reign, which would be his longest, as he would hold the championship uninterrupted for more than seven years, later losing to Bob Winkle in 75. 35 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Terry Funk calls it a career for the first time. Uh, 26, <laughs> yep, 26 years ago, both the British Bulldog and King Kong Bundy returned to the WWF at a superstar taping. Uh, 23 years ago today in Yokohama, Japan, uh, Kinzuki Sasaki defeated Shinya Hashimoto to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the win ends Hashimoto's uh, 489-day reign as the IWDP champion. Uh, the record actually still holds to this day. 18 years ago today in Denver, uh, Wife Beater defeated Nick Mondo in a 200 light tubes barbed wire salt match to win the first ever Z Z CZW Tournament of Death. Uh, Wife Beater also defeated Nick Cage in a Pains of Glass and Necro Butcher in a Staple Gun Falls Count Anywhere match. Other participants included John Zandig, Nate Hatred, The Messiah, Nick Mondo, Homeless Jimmy, my favorite, Toby Klein, and Adam Flass. And now we move into September the first, 41 years ago on that day, the WWF introduces the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship with Pat Patterson as its first champion, having won a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. In actuality, Patterson defeated Ted DiBiase to win the WWF North American Championship back in June. The belt would be repackaged as the IC Championship belt. Uh, 30 years ago today, uh, wrestling got a little too real for the people of Memphis during their Saturday morning wrestling broadcast on WMC-TV in Memphis. Eddie Gilbert hit Jerry Lawler in Doug Gilbert's car in the parking lot outside the studio. The collision caused Lawler to suffer a bruised hip after he rolled over the hood of the car. Apparently, the angle got so real for some viewers, cops were called to the WMC studios. While Lawyer had to return later in the show to ensure th authorities that he was all right. 28 years ago today, at the WWF Superstars taping in Hershey, Pennsylvania, Ric Flair defeated Macho Man Randy Savage to win the WWF Championship. Uh, the match shown on Primetime Wrestling 13 days later was actually a retake. The first take of the match was stopped due to Vince McMahon being dissatisfied with how the match was progressing. Um, 
And September 2nd, 28 years ago today, WCW presented the Clash of the Champions 20, which was the 20th anniversary, of course, from Center Stage Theater in Atlanta. The show commemorated WCW and its predecessors broadcasting on TBS for 20 years. Two former WWF champions made cameo appearances on the show, Bruno Sammartino, and in his last American television appearance, Andre the Giant. Andre would die just five months later. And wrapping it all up, September 3rd, 31 years ago today in Atlanta, Georgia, the great Muda defeated Sting in a no-DQ match to win the NWA World Television Championship. 25 years ago today, Manami Toyota defeated Yakim Ohoto to win the AJW Japan Grand Prix Tournament. And it's a happy 33rd birthday for Lord Dennis. Best known to wrestling fans as Cherry Bomb. Through TNA, though TNA fans may know her by her other name, Allie. Uh, she worked for a few Canadian independents, most notably Montreal-based NCW Femme Fatales and Great Canadian Wrestling before regularly regular competition in the States. Uh, Laura has appeared for Combat Zone Wrestling, Ring of Honor, WWE, and TNA. On May 9th, 2015, Cherry Bomb ended Lofisto's year-long reign as Woman Superstar's Uncensored Champion. Uh, Dennis is married to fellow professional wrestler Jesse Gilimonte, uh, better known as Pepper Parks. He also has competed as Braxton Sutter. The couple will celebrate their seventh anniversary later this month. And currently, The Blade on AEW. There you go. And the blade on AEW. And that is it for me. Wow. That is a lot of history to uh, take in. Uh, never a dull moment in the world of wrestling. Uh, a lot of things to look up. Definitely some good events, as you pointed out, uh, including uh, surprisingly SummerSlam uh, 94 with uh, Heart versus Heart in that steel cage. And just everything else that's happened uh, over the month, like the different SummerSlams and Clashes of Champions. Um, rich history to look back on. I encourage fans to do so. It's a long weekend. Why not uh, uh, check out some history of wrestling? Uh, we're going to present it to you as much as possible. Uh, some interesting things to look at. So before we wrap up, Chris, you got anything going on with, the uh, trivia. Um, yes, every Monday we will have uh, a new show uh, out, a new episode, uh, Wrestling Trivia Game Show Challenge. Um, you like Jeopardy and you get upset that there just isn't any wrestling content in there, then, well, this is for, for you. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you get one damn question right just it's it's fun it's educational and that's uh that's why i like doing it it's uh it's uh fun to go through especially a lot of this that i like now i'm not into wrestling like i used to i'll still go see live shows and that but back then i actually got to see a lot of this stuff happen as it happened whether it was tv or live or whatever so it's great to like how i didn't I didn't know that the the match that they showed of Ric Flair and Macho Man was actually the second pick. 
Yeah, so you learn something here, or even on Fantasy Warfare Tournament, I, I'm even learning things uh, with some of the questions, whether I get them right or not. Uh, we uh, always have some fun and good to uh, do. So if you want to be a contestant, contact uh, Chris through the uh, uh, Wrestling uh, Trivia Challenge group page or contact me through the uh, Scumbags Wrestling. As you see running across the bottom, Scumbags Wrestling, we're on Facebook, Twitter at uh, Scumbags Canada, Instagram at Scumbags Wrestling. We also have our show audio-wise on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcast from. This show is on uh, Twitch, Facebook, and on uh, YouTube, so you can always get a hold of us. You can always catch our shows. Uh, as I said earlier, we have Fantasy uh, Warfare Tournament. Starting next week, we're going to start breaking down the greatest uh, theme songs. But before we go, just another reminder, Steven's Wrestling Journey it is, what do you have there, Chris? Looks like Big Show about to commit suicide because his TV show got canceled on Netflix. I forgot to mention that in our news uh, thing. You know, I, I, I feel for the guy, but hopefully he finds something else because he, he is good on the screen. But that show they gave him, it was just a, a, a crappy kids sitcom Disney styled. Yeah. I tried to. I, I watched the first episode. It was okay, but I wasn't that impressed. And my wife just went, "What the hell was this?" So. I ended up watching all the episodes, but yeah, it was like Family Matters, uh, just twenty years I, too late. Oh, um, oh, 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 oh. Family Matters was awesome. <laughs> well, like I said, twenty years too late. But, uh, yeah, so as I was saying, Stephen's Wrestling Journey, uh, this month is Kiri uh, Malformation Awareness Month. We are selling these T-shirts along with a 11 by 17 poster uh, for $25 for the shirt, $10 for the uh, poster. Uh, all funds are going to go to uh, Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. We're going to play the commercial as we end tonight's show. But please contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and get yourself one of these great t-shirts because wrestling is coming back eventually in Ontario and you want to show up with some uh, really cool and new uh, shirts. And I got them uh, right here for you. So contact me, support a great cause while getting great merch. Anything else before we check out, Chris? Uh, no, no, I'm good. So everybody have a great uh, long Labor Day weekend, and we'll be back next Thursday. Hey, wrestling fans. It's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. September is carrying malformation awareness month, and we've teamed up with Steven's Wrestling Journey to present this great t-shirt. Proceeds from it are going to help Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto as they do research for carrying malformation. You can get the shirt for $30 or a poster for $15. Hey wrestling fans, it's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. September is Kiri Malformation Awareness Month, and we've teamed up with Steven's Wrestling Journey to present this great t-shirt. Proceeds from it are going to help Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto as they do research for Kiri Malformation. You can get the shirt for $30 or a poster for $15. 
However, I'm going to do something better for the month of September. If you get your t-shirt during this month, I'll reduce it by $5. So you get the shirt for $25 or the poster for $10. Contact me through the Scumbags Wrestling Facebook page or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get an amazing t-shirt and help a great cause at the same time.